Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Senator Joni Ernst, the author of Daughter of the Heartland, a wonderful read about a very unique American. Senator Ernst, welcome back to the Hugh Hewitt Show. First, congratulations on winning renomination. And second, congratulations on the publication of Daughter of the Heartland. I hope you know the Lentz rule. You've got to say Daughter of the Heartland seven times in any interview for anyone to remember Daughter of the Heartland. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I am I'm glad to be through our primary election in Iowa, driving on to the general election. And yes, thank you so much. Daughter of the Heartland has been a labor of love over the, the course of the past year and, and glad to have it out there. And hopefully we'll be able to inspire others through the uh, story. There is quite a lot uh, I did not know. Of course, I knew of your combat service. First female combat veteran to serve in the United States Senate. Also, I knew that the famous uh, castrating hogs ad and then on page 21, castrating hogs is one of those jobs nobody wants to do. Uh, you make reference to it in the book, but you really are a daughter of a farm in Iowa. I mean, you're the real deal, Senator Ernst. How many people are still shocked by that? Well, a lot still are outside of the Midwest. Um, but one thing that really resonates across the state is the fact that you've worn those um, work boots and you've done those types of activities as you're growing up as a kid on a farm. And all through my first campaign, as I was crisscrossing Iowa, all all these different Iowans, they were like, yeah, you know, I used to do that uh, when I was a kid, too. And, yeah, I still do that today, you know, that kind of thing. But it, it really uh, brings people together when they have uh, shared roots, shared values, and just to understand that I know how to work with my hands. I know what it is to work hard and labor hard. And one thing that my folks taught me is that there are no jobs beneath me. Um, work is, as long as it's honest work, it's worthy of doing. You know, Senator Ernst, this book is pretty candid. You're a victim of rape in, uh, in your college years. You're also the victim of domestic abuse, uh, at your, and it's detailed, your former husband, and you apparently get along well. I'm sure you're both proud of your Army daughter. But my, my question, did you make a conscious decision? I'm just going to put it all out there in mm-hmm. one book because it's really blunt. Absolutely. And I just yesterday I had a friend ask me if I would have um, put all of this into a book if it hadn't been exposed going through my very public divorce. And likely not. Um, Many of these stories were very personal and very challenging for me to talk about. It was hard to share those those things um, with other members of my family that weren't aware of some of those certain situations. Um, but the fact is, after you know all of the information came out through the divorce, I had so so many women and a handful of men as well that reached out and said, "Joni, I get you. 
I've been through these same circumstances. I had one woman that said, wow, you've gone through this, and yet you served as a battalion commander in the Iowa Army National Guard. You're a senator today. She said, you've overcome all of this. And she's like, you're an inspiration. And so I want people to know you don't have to be defined by the singular challenges that you experience in your lifetime, you can overcome those. You can set your own goals and don't let the naysayers put you down out there. You've got to drive through it. You've got to make your way through it. And that's what I hope other young women will see as well, is that whatever has occurred in their lifetimes, you can get beyond it. You can set your goals and you can achieve them. Trauma does not define people. That, that's what exactly. I take away from Daughter of the Heartland is that Joni Ernst is really one of the strongest members of the United States. And I love having her on, but I had no idea about this, this level of trauma. I also did not know that neither of your parents went to college. Now, no. I think that that's really remarkable, but they always made it clear you were going. Right. And that's not, that is not uncommon, um, especially where I'm from. I'm from southwest Iowa, a very rural county. We have just a little over 10,000 folks that live in my in my county. Most of them will reside in the county seat there uh, where I live in Red Oak. But many of the folks there have not gone to college, especially those of my parents, um, my parents' age. Now, we have a lot of wonderful community colleges in our area, and we do have some folks that will go on to four-year institutions and beyond. But Truly, um, when you're living in the heartland, some of the best jobs that you can get are those technical jobs or those jobs related to agriculture. Um, Technology in agriculture is really big. And I wanted to highlight that in my story as well. You know, when I was going to school, um, I I worked really hard. I loved school. I would not miss a day of school. And so my parents really enforced in me you know, you have the abilities, you will go to school. And it was just a matter of, okay, finding my way, how do I get to school? Um, My sister has an associate's degree. Uh, She went to a community college in our area. My brother, um, well, he's one of those kids that probably best not to go to school. Um, So he he, uh, took a couple classes at a community college and decided that wasn't for him. So he works on a rail crew with um, a one of the railroads. So it's just, that's, it doesn't define you again. You know, it's titles throughout my life, titles, I'm not impressed by titles. And even wearing the title of Senator, um, that's not really who I am. People back home call me Joni. So Senator, I call you Senator. I got to <laughs> also tell you, I've never heard of Trixie Belden until I read Daughter what? in the Heartland. I've never heard of Trixie <laughs> Belden. Now, I, I, I have a granddaughter who is a voracious bookworm like you describe yourself to be growing up. So I got to find out, is Trixie Belden still working? I mean, is, does it work for this young generation, for kids under I, seven and six and that I sort of thing? Think- I think it would because of the wonderful adventures that Trixie was always engaged in with her her friends, and it's it's different because it's set in a different era. So you know they won't be talking on their smartphones to each other, that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, but certainly it's it it is a great great adventure, clean stories. They're mystery stories, and if you have a child with an imagination. Wonderful book. That just charmed me. Now I want to get to a hard question. You're a veteran of the National Guard. You led a battalion in combat. Yesterday, Bill de Blasio said the National Guard couldn't help in New York City because they weren't trained. 
I, I was astonished by that. Wow. What's your reaction to that? Well, um, I was a company commander when I served overseas and then went on to be a, a battalion commander later in the Iowa Army National Guard. And I can tell you just from my own experience in wearing the combat boots is that our National Guardsmen are some of the finest trained individuals, whether it is, um, you know, rolling supplies through Iraq or, um, you know, supporting uh, air missions, uh, medevacs in Afghanistan, whatever our National Guardsmen are involved in, they are the best. And I say that even when you put them next to our active duty soldiers, because our civilian warriors they are trained not only in their military occupational skills or their specialties, but they also oftentimes have other trades from their civilian occupations, which makes them very well-rounded. They get it. They know how to work with a civilian public. I would say that they are the best suited to go in and work with their communities. That's exactly what they are trained for. And I would say that people that, that express that they're not trained have absolutely no idea what our National Guard does. Well, that's Bill de Blasio in a nutshell, and it's not just about the National Guard. Senator Ernst, Iowa always sort of emerges for people as being the heartland of the heartland. So I want, since you've done the full Grassley recently, means visiting all 99 <laughs> counties in Iowa, what is the reaction to this last week's violence? 11 people are dead in addition to George Floyd. Thousands of businesses ruined. Mass looting of the sort we haven't seen in decades. What are you hearing from Iowans? Iowans, they, they care. I mean, they really care about issues that go on across our country. And yes, I do a 99-county tour every year, just as Senator Grassley has done. And you really get to know your population by doing that and the people that you work for. And they do get very concerned when they see this level of violence. Um, they were so saddened by the death of George Floyd, an unnecessary death, um, a horrible death for this man. But then to see those peaceful protesters, and, and we should hear from peaceful protesters. For heaven's sakes, it's one of the greatest things about our country is the freedoms that we have to express ourselves. And these peaceful protesters are being drowned out by these rioters and these looters. And it breaks their hearts. It breaks my heart to see what's going on. And so we've heard time and time again from um, Iowans all across that they're just saddened by this is the state that we have um, here in the greatest country on the face of the planet. We can work through this. We can come out stronger on the, the tail end of this. But we've got to be willing to listen, and we've got to be willing to put down those that are demeaning and degrading the message that those peaceful protesters are trying to get out. Now, Senator, it's to wrap up. I believe that the country has shifted significantly red in the last week because the left wing of the Democratic Party is so out of touch with the middle of America. I just think they've gone 
with the AOC squad, with, with Nancy Pelosi's rhetoric, with Bill de Blasio. I think they've just shifted way left. Have you seen that in your nominee against whom you will be running in the fall? Oh, my goodness. I am. Yes, I am running against a woman that was backed by Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer's pumped millions upon millions of dollars into Iowa. And even the other Democratic candidates that were running in their primary expressed such disappointment that the candidate would be handpicked by the liberal coastal elite. And I think that that will come across as well as we move through the election cycle. Iowans want to pick their own candidates, not have the the, uh, minority leader of the United States Senate, who's from New York City, you know, pick the candidate for them. Well, Senator Ernst, congratulations on your win. Congratulations on Daughter of the Heartland. Continue to speak out. And congratulations as well as having raised another Army officer. So I am, I'm very pleased and great to see you. I hope I run into you in national again soon. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The widespread rioting and looting we've witnessed in the wake of George Floyd's death at the hands of a Minneapolis police officer highlight the need for stability and trust in the achievement of justice. In the United States, the act of political protest has often led to constructive political change, but rioting never has. And the more widespread and the more violent the rioting, the more negative the political effects have been over time. The United States Constitution guarantees citizens the right to a redress of grievances, but there are preconditions that are necessary. The first is a stable order in which justice can actually take place. The second is the kind of trust, social trust, that is necessary for any effort at achieving even approximate justice. If you take out stability, if you eliminate order, if you erode social trust, the accomplishment of justice becomes well-nigh impossible. I'm Albert Moeller.